0: Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 14 for Sunday, August 4th, 2013. I'm Nelson DeWitt, and John Younger is out today, but we are the creative team behind the documentary film Identifying Nelson, Buscando a Roberto. Today, I have two special guests. They are Jackie Shelley and Sue Ann Reed, and they are two fellow misfits from a conference that I attended about two months ago in Fargo. Uh, This conference was thrown by a friend of ours, uh, AJ Leon, and we attended in Fargo, of all places, and uh, it was an amazing event, very special, and while we were there, I got to meet these two wonderful people, and I will let them introduce themselves. So why don't we start with Jackie?
1: Okay. Um, Hi, I'm Jackie Lee Shelley, and uh, my official job title is Warrior Princess. I'm also an artist, and I own a company called Front Row Antics, and I'm from San Francisco, California.
0: Awesome. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. And next we have Sue.
2: Hello, uh, this is Sue Ann, and I um, currently help uh, nonprofits raise money online. And I live in Tennessee.
0: Oh, and it looks like uh, we have another special guest, uh, Deb Brown, who is joining us. Deb, are you there?
3: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: We <gasps> can hear you just fine. Why don't you... Uh, woo in-
3: <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> Deb, can you introduce yourself for the listening audience?
3: Absolutely. My name is Deb Brown. I live in the state of Iowa. Nelson and I are friends from the 140 conference many years ago, and I'm really happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the eight-minute preview that I got to show in Fargo. I think this is the second time that we've shown that eight-minute clip publicly. And what I wanted to do today was just talk with these three wonderful people and get their feedback. And I'm just curious what their experience around... Um, watching the film was and what they thought, and uh, what it meant to them, Jackie, you were telling me an interesting story how you were in the front row watching it with me, but this was before you even we had like met face to face so what was that like for you
1: well, um, as you know, my company is called front row antics, and there 's a whole backstory to that but so i as a general rule, I always sit in the front row, and so I happened to sit right next to you and again i hadn 't met you yet i don 't think we'd even so much as said hi, my name is so it was my first um experience of you was actually sitting next to you watching this uh, film that you made, and uh that was pretty extraordinary because I got to sort of um feel you reacting to the audience's reaction to your own work being shown um and and it was really powerful. I really enjoyed that
0: and uh deb you you and i we we go back a couple conferences uh, I think we met in two thousand and ten actually just when I was starting out on this journey to make the film.
3: I've actually seen you speak a couple of times about your story. And while definitely very moved when you speak, to sit down and see just eight minutes of the story, I don't know if you turned around and looked at me, but I was crying. Because I really felt what you're trying to convey here, and it was like so powerful for me. It's great when you do your public appearances, Nelson. But you've got really magic with this movie. It was particularly exciting for me to to see um your first family or your birth family um because I'd heard the words in your head and kind of got that feeling about being adopted and how it must have been really awful to not know your family. but then to see the coming together, that's what blew me away and and to see how how your grandmother has always been looking for you, and that you know. There was no language barrier for me. You could tell that looking at her and her reaction to you
0: and and Sue, what was your experience watching the uh, the eight minute preview
3: so i I, I thought it was a uh,
2: really interesting. I love kind of real life stories and i'm I'm a huge documentary watcher and documentary fan, and I think it's such a great way to tell this type of story and um especially like the, the the visuals that you've already incorporated and the 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 start to the story that, that, that you've already put together I think was really awesome.
0: One of the things I'm you know thinking about a lot is uh how how do people relate with this story? Because it is an incredible story, but in many ways it's my story and It's my family story, and I'm constantly worrying or thinking about how do I share this story or like how does it resonate with other people? And one of the things I've found throughout telling the story is that many different people relate to it in different ways, and they connect to different parts. So I'd love to hear from each of you what you connected with in the film. And uh, why don't we start with Sue?
2: Sure. So I am um, an adoptee as well. So when I was very young, my mom is, has always been my, my mom. My she, she was my birth mom. She was my mom throughout my entire life. But um, when I was very young, my biological father left the picture. And I was adopted by um, my stepfather, who my mom had married when I was three. And uh, when I was 18, I went on a quest and a Personal journey to um, seek out my adopted father, or sorry, my, my birth father, not my adopted father, my birth father, and find out who he was, and and kind of get his side of the story, and and potentially connect with him and um, and his family, um, and so there there were a lot of things. In your story, and and just in that eight minutes of the film, that you know, uh, I really identified with um, from that perspective of of meeting the family and and them having expectations of of who you should be, you know, as their grandson and their son and their cousin and their 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 nephew. Also, the the struggle between um, who you are with your adopted family that raised you, and then and then who you are when when you travel to see to see your other family, really how that relates. And I think I think it's a very common experience for for adopted children of, of any type, or children who have been estranged from from their extended family, is finding those answers to those questions.
0: You know, I, I think you bring up a great point there, especially about sort of the family's expectations of you, like what this. Uh, a biological family, you know, they imagine who you're going to be, and how they f- how you fit back into their lives. And uh, I, I guess there is some sort of pressure there to live up to their expectations. But I, I think you, you nailed it, that there is this struggle between the family that raised you and the family that uh, you were born into. And uh, you do have to balance those things. And it can be very difficult. So, Deb, how did how did you connect with this?
3: Yes. Um I'm a big fan of a good storyteller and and you've really done that. You told a story very well and listening to Sue speak kind of made me think when I first went to the Misfit conference, it was if I'd met a group of people that really knew me that were like like family to me. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have birth parents and in the family that raised you so just to try to to think what that would be like and and you you bring those questions to the forefront plus there was a language dilemma in there as well so that just the things personally that you've gone through how do you tell your mom and dad that raised you um, what your feelings are for the, the people in South America how do you even begin to have conversations with each other and and you just answered some of those questions and showed that it's not easy.
0: I think that's a great observation. Kind of the answer that came to mind right away was that it, you, you don't sort of have those right away. Like it, it took me years and years to finally uh, share my thoughts and feelings. And a lot of it I did through writing. When I first started the blog, that's where a lot of it came out. And it was the first attempt to really communicate some of that stuff. So, Yeah. Great observation, and and Jackie, we were talking about earlier that uh, you have a mixed heritage, and that you know mm-hmm. that uh, dual family kind of really resonated with you.
1: You know, on a personal level, everyone finds their own way to relate to the story. I think about family and identity, and you know, Sue was sharing about being an adoptee and and that journey. You know, and for me, it's about being half white and half Hispanic, and I have a huge. Mexican Catholic family in South Texas that I belong to that's one of my worlds, most people can't really relate to having what is literally a tribe. I mean my mother is the oldest of nine children, I had aunts and uncles to spare, I had 23 younger cousins, I grew up you know changing diapers and doing the whole thing. So um, there's that sort of side of my family and then on the other hand I have this very white American much more small nuclear family on the other side and I was always bridging go back and forth between those identities and so um, your idea of having to go back and forth between literally your South American family and then come back to the US like that's the part of it that I related to I think is having to integrate two really different family identities together so that resonated a lot
0: it's hard when you feel torn between the two different worlds and they don't understand each other and you're mm-hmm. trying you're like the the middle man or, or whatever and you're trying to you're you're just trying to like be the connector between the two of them and like everything it is, is kind of you're in the middle yeah so that's another great point you know we Whoa. we had a, a fascinating kind of discussion afterwards um really emotional and uh aj's brother came up to me afterwards and he's like you know i've never heard questions like that, and I've been to Tribeca Film Festival. Um, I was kind of overwhelmed at the time, but what was your experience of like the discussion afterwards and people's reaction to the film?
3: It it was interesting for me to hear because I'd heard your story before. Um, And some of the questions that people asked were pretty point blank and, and dealt with your feelings. So, for me it was... Good to to see how you answered them. Yeah, and I mean I think I think one of the things that was
2: great about the Misfit conference and about you showing your film um to that group is um even during that first day there was already like this this sense of community that yeah. was really starting to grow. And I think that's why I think some people felt um Felt like they could ask you some really tough questions that that you might not get from another audience, you know, that because they felt like, you know, I'm 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 part of this 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 group, I'm part of this community, and 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 I resonated with this, and now I want to learn more about this person, about this this movie, about you know one of the, one of the great things I thought was how many people both. In that Q and A, and I know privately came up to you and said, you know, how how can how can we help move this project forward? You know, they, they were already you know bought into to helping make your larger vision um, of the movie a reality. Well,
1: I think thinking back, that's what strikes me. I mean, we talked about how emotional it was and how people asked very sort of deep questions, but immediately, like maybe midway through the question session everyone was, like, ready to get down to work. Like, it was almost like it just became, like, all right, we're all now on board and we're on the team and we're working on it and everybody's like, this is what I can do and here's my email and here I'm going to connect you to this person. And I was like, wait, when did this become, like, a work session, you know? But it was fast. It was like everybody just was on board immediately as soon as they realized that you had something big to work on.
0: And, I mean, it was incredibly humbling for me to – receive that kind of support. And the, the hard part is like, yes, I want to get going. And then we're like, wait, I need, you know, we need time to like figure this out and how we're going to go and what we're going to do with it. Part of the challenge has always been for me, like, where do I go with it? You know, because it is such a powerful story and it relates to people of many different uh, walks of life. And so what do you do with that kind of story? Actually, Deb, you're someone who came up to me, afterwards and you said, how many other children are there? You know, What do you have to do to find them? Can we reconnect more? And it was interesting to see, like, we had done this eight minutes, and we hadn't even really touched upon that part, but already those questions were starting to form. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about why you came up and asked me those kind of questions.
3: That's a really good question. When you and I first met, you were simply telling your story. You weren't quite sure, yeah, I want to make a movie. I'm not sure how that's going to work. And then the second time you were developing a team and you were putting a movie idea together. And this time you had eight minutes to show. So those three times in real life where we'd met, I could see the progress. And it was just natural having seen actually seen your family in South America to ask that question, how many more are there? And with that group of misfits around it, that was the perfect team to go forward with that question and to say, how can we help? And and it's my hope that your story is soon developed into a movie and start showing that movie and that you don't get caught up in the it has to be perfect mode of it. Because maybe maybe finding the other families comes as a result of having placed that movie out there. That's yeah. my hope.
0: It, that, that's a great point. I mean, I think part of the the challenge that I've always felt with this project is, you know, I want to do something, but I don't know what that something is yet. And it sort of, what it sounds like is just get it out there and then you can figure out the rest of this stuff.
2: You know, I, we, for some reason with your movie, it's on a totally different subject, but probably my other, like my, my the most other powerful documentary I've ever seen is Dear Zachary. Which is the story of a, a man who was who was murdered by his ex wife and um and then his friend set out to make this film um to tell his story to his to his infant son and um especially the trajectory of that documentary, um, like when he first started out making that documentary, it wasn't really to change anything, it was just to tell a story. And then as situations happened while he was making that documentary and things changed, and then he was able to use the finished product of the documentary to really change law in, in Canada where the documentary is based. And, and I, I kind of see that your film has the potential to potentially change lives, and to help reconnect some of these other disappeared children. But I don't think it's necessarily something that has to happen before you release that, that to the world.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. That um, I, I guess you feel like, as a filmmaker, that you need to have that question answered from the beginning. And it's always so hard to, like, people are like, well, what can we do to help? And you're like, well, I don't really have an answer to that and so you are working through as it as it um, unfolds. But I, I think you're right that perhaps some of the biggest change will come after the yeah. film is out into the, into the public.
1: You might not have to answer that question in the film. It's possible that you will trigger that response in people just by telling the story, you know, and maybe just getting to a finish line is better than, you know, Overly focusing on that question, but and, and
3: the marketer in me wants wants you to lead them somewhere where a, a group can get together, a website or a, a forum where people can start asking those questions after they've seen the movie and create magic out of that. Yeah, but that well, you don't have to build it, you know.
0: That actually reminds me. One of the interesting comments that came out of that Q and A section was, "Ask dangerous questions." And a lot of people liked that, including myself. Yeah. I just thought it was profound- you know like this uh and it relates to my grandmother who who didn't give up and asked those dangerous questions you know we we've covered a lot of ground, and you know one thing i was i'd be really interested in hearing is um John, who is the director of the film, he was not there to hear the feedback that the film received. So I'm wondering if you could uh, give your comments and thoughts on what you saw uh, just briefly, whatever comes to mind, so that uh, he can listen to this and kind of get some motivation from, because there was so much energy in that room. and Maybe we can recreate a little bit of it here.
2: Gosh,
1: you know, during the discussion at the actual thing, I was actually pretty quiet because I was sitting back being amazed at how much um, feedback was being tossed your way about what you could do but uh but my general feeling every time i talk to you is like i just want to see it done <laughs> like i'm impatient i just you know like i got to see 8 minutes i want to see the rest you know so so like um i can hear how complicated it is like all the things you could include all the things you're trying to weave in like the personal um video and the interviews and the actual historical stuff and you know there's a lot there but um, but I think the sooner you get some sort of rough product together at least a rough cut or something that's approximately the length of the finished product you know that you can start messing with like I would love to just see it finished in some way
3: I have a friend that that's a writer and we write so very differently I just vomit it all on paper and I go back and edit where she edits as, as she goes along and I think you're more like her, um, and I'm more like Jackie. Just write it for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> I, I do agree, but you know well, I'm. Well, I'm impatient. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I too. At the actual screening, I was simply amazed at how um, emotionally people responded to a story that was being told. Um, you weren't political with it, you weren't um we'd be sad with it. You were just telling the story, but yet it stirred up a lot of emotion in people, and I really like that, and also, I agree with Jackie. I'd loved it. just have it done, yeah,
2: I would probably agree I mean I think um the 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 quicker you can answer the questions and build on the the momentum of the Misfits and, and from from the Misfit conference and use that energy to to complete the project I think. Um but I, I think you've got a great story to tell and um I think it's a story that people need to hear. And so I think the the more you can get out the the better.
0: You hear that, John? We have work to do. <laughs> but in in all seriousness this is this is great uh feedback for both of us. Um you know it's always good to uh put stuff out there get feedback and and deb i think you were absolutely right the people in the room i, I was surprised at how you know it, it it really blew me away how much um even this this eight minute piece that we have um meant to people and uh, there there is more in the works it's you know we have about 45 minutes in in good shape so more is coming but again okay. you know the, the hard part is the editing right is is crafting that story um, so I just want to say thank you to the misfits. Thank you for, for the three of you for jumping on today and doing this and saving my butt because we didn't really have anything for the podcast for tomorrow, but, um, hopefully we'll figure out something for next week and, uh, for everyone listening at home, thank you for listening. Keep tuning in. Uh, love to hear your comments, your feedbacks. You can connect with us on Facebook slash identifying Nelson or email podcast at identifyingnelson.com let me see is there anything else uh yeah if you enjoy the show please pass it on to anyone that you think would like it and tune in next week john and i will have our uh, a better grasp on on uh, the next show thank you so much to uh the misfits and uh, everything that you've been uh, doing for us
2: thank you Thanks, nelson. nelson
0: yeah all right everyone have a great day and awesome. cue the music Bye.